0: Two of with our championship preview for the 2019 2020 season and um, joined by jake and Louie again um, i'm gonna throw this first one over to you jake and um, discussing luton and um, it's what we got up to in the last episode you want to take us first of all through you know their incomings and outgoings for a team that's just been promoted and how you think they'll do in the, the season ahead
2: yeah i think Luton are, are an interesting team um obviously won League One last season, um, were far away the best team, played some really good football and obviously did that jump straight from League Two up to the Championship, which isn't done very often anymore. So uh, obviously a lot of excitement around them um, for a team that have, have been in non-League Two uh, not too long ago. It's going to be good to see them back up in the second tier where I'm sure many of their fans think they belong. We've got, I think for Luton, it's inter- more interesting to start on the outgoings, really. Um, obviously you've got James Justin going off to... To Leicester for for roughly six million, and and Jack Stacey going to Bournemouth for for a little bit less than four million, but that's their two two of their fullbacks going off, and I, and I think that's quite a big blow for them. Um, two young English fullbacks, you know, it would have been good if they would have kept them for this season. Um, got ten million for them, which you know is a lot of money for a team of Luton size, but you normally see these moves ha- you know happening after after you know a club stays in the division or or doesn't quite meet their Start, uh targets. So it's interesting that it's happened just after a promotion. Um especially as, as neither of them are guaranteed first team football going off to the Premier League clubs, especially Justin, he's gonna be going up going to Leicester and playing behind Ricardo. Pereira, so he might not get much game time. But yeah, I think it's a blow to lose those two. Um but c- coming on to the to the incomings, which I'm sure is a little bit more exciting. Signed a goalkeeper. Um, from Rijeka in Croatia, Simon Sluga. don't know too much about him, but for a £1.5 fee, seems to obviously be a player that they like quite a lot and think that he'll come in and do well in the Championship. Um, Also got a few free transfers, and these are players that are more Championship-hardened players and players that a lot of listeners will probably know a lot about already. You've got Callum McManaman on a free transfer from Wigan, Martin Craney, a free transfer from Sheffield United, Brendan Galloway coming in from Everton and Ryan Tunnicliffe coming in from Millwall. So good mix there. I think Galloway is the player that, that could come in and take up one of those fullback slots. Very highly rated, had loan spells around the football league. It never quite made it. Um, Still only 23. And this could be a move that, that gets the best out of him. And on a free transfer, there's not really a lot they can lose on that one. Uh, especially, you know, the the new manager Graham Jones, I'm sure we'll come on to. Uh, obviously knows him from his time as a, the assistant to Roberto Martinez at Everton, so obviously knows him already and thinks he can come in and do a job in the championship. Crane, he's very experienced, played a part in Sheffield United's promotion last year. Don't think he was he, he's up there with the best defenders in the league, but can certainly come in and do a job for Luton, uh, as a newly promoted team. I think McManaman is is the exciting one there and I think he's someone that can really come in and add something to that attack. Uh, and Tunnicliffe is very much, you know, run-of-the-mill championship midfielder, but I think it's a good sign-in. Um, but I'm not sure about Luton. I think the the bookies have got them quite safely staying up. I can see why, in in one respect, you know, they've obviously done very well in, in the two leagues they've been in previously, and they've got that winning mentality. But looking at their team, um, you know, James Collins, obviously, Highly rated forward uh, Danny Hilton's obviously scored a lot of goals, but yeah, I, just, I don't really, I don't think it screams championship quality to me, and I think that this might be the year that they start to lose a few more games, and I think they're going to be a lot closer to relegation than than the odds have them at. So, interesting to hear what what you guys think on them.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that they're really going to struggle, and to put a prediction out there. Um, Luton for me are going to get relegated. Hate to say it because you know new team in the division, but the lack of experience in this division. You know it's been a hell of a long time since they were at this flight. Um, yeah, straight back down for me, and unfortunately, I've got them finishing twenty fourth in my predictions.
0: Yeah, I think Luton. I, well, while I think they'll struggle um, sort of more so than they have in recent years. Um, obviously, with those back-to-back promotions, as you mentioned, Jake. I think they will sort of struggling in the Championship this year sort of on the one hand obviously that experience that they've brought in um, Championship experience obviously players like Tony Cliff and Callum McManaman as you said will stand them in good stead I think you know looking at them the, the rise that they've had sort of from League 2 and, and the non-league sort of up to the Championship I think this will be the season where it does sort of catch up with them. I think the last team to sort of go back-to-back promotions, uh, could be wrong on this, uh, was Yeovil. Um, and obviously they sort of f- back in free fall and, and went straight back down. Um, I don't think Luton will be that bad, but I think they will struggle this year. Um, if I was to go pr- for a prediction, I'd have them going down as the sort of the last playoff, uh, the last relegation spot rather. Um, but I don't think that they'll be sort of cut adrift. I think they they will be sort of in and amongst the running um, up until the last few weeks of the season.
2: Yeah, I've, I've, I've got them down as 23rd in in my predictions. I think they're going to struggle. Also, I think that Graham Jones, although a very ambitious appointment, uh, a coach who's worked at the Premier League in a high level, obviously worked at, at Belgium as well with Roberto Martinez. He's, he wrote, he's very much a Martinez man, but I think he's, he's, he's not proven as a number one, um, and I think that might, you know, that might show, um, especially at the start of the season and as things go. So, yeah, it is, it is interesting that they've they've gone for him. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think, I think second bottom is fair. Um, yeah, I think that, that's completely fair. So yeah, we'll, we'll give them second bottom and move on to the next team, James.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I guess so... that takes me on to Middlesbrough, James. Is that right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was about to throw it over to you. So, yeah, if you want to
1: jump into Middlesbrough? Yeah, Middlesbrough, the, you know, the, they've had more outgoings than incomings, to be honest. Um, quite a lot of outgoings, big names like John Obi McKell. Obviously, Aidan Flint has, has recently left four million to Cardiff City. And, and he was, in my eyes, a great defender in this division. Uh, but, you know, the, the big name that's arrived is, is Jonathan Woodgate as manager. You know, there's still question marks over him. Um I'm not sure what he can get out of the team. I hope that he can manage to bring, you know, free-flowing football again, you know, more attacking at, at Borough rather than, you know, what what they had under Tony Poulis, which was very defensive-minded and, you know, probably the, the best defensive team in the division last season, but it it wasn't good enough up top. Um, And I've already mentioned, obviously, question marks over Woodgate stepping up into the management role. But for me, uh, the big name that's underperformed for the last couple of years is is Britta Sombolonga up front. I've I've tipped him the last few seasons to score between 15 and and 20 goals each season. And he keeps failing to do that. If if Woodgate can get the best out of players like him, then they might do okay. Um, But... Having said that with the any experience of of Woodgate, I've got them in my predictions finishing just above halfway next season, which will be tenth, so I'm interested to hear what you guys have got predicted as also
2: yeah i I agree with a lot of what you said. I think they're gonna struggle um I've got them just above halfway as well I've got them down down in eleventh position um yeah i think I think they are gonna struggle i I look at their squad and it does look very thin um you know, you've got a somber longer, as you said, but if you look at that midfield, there's some really good players there, but, you know, if Saville gets injured, if McNair gets injured, House and it's not a lot, not a lot really there in, in cover. I Quite like the, the two recent signings, I think Mark Bowler is a very good left-back sign from Blackpool. He's won the best in League One last season. I think he's a really, really good sign-in. I think Marcus Brown as well from West Ham, he's got potential, and it seems that they're looking for those younger players to come in, uh, obviously with the financial fair play and, and, parachute payments coming to an end they they do really need to look at that market so they're two exciting signings i think they need to give woodgate time i think they they can't expect to be challenging as they have been in the last couple of years but they've got yeah if they invest in the young players and sort of lower the lower the wage budget and, and give these young players a go under it, an exciting coach like woodgate or you know at least he's perceived to be this young and up and coming coach that remains to be seen but if they do give him time and they have a, a solid season in mid-table, I think that would be quite a good result for them, really.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with what you two have said there. I think, on the one hand, you know, the the sort of youthfulness that they've brought in um, should stand them in good stead, but I think at the same time, you know, with Woodgate as well, how he sort of fares sort of with his first sort of major job um, obviously a legend up at middlesbrough and and one that the fans were quite happy with sort of appointment wise but i do think they'll struggle um compared to sort of recent years i don't think they'll be as as low down as as you guys have sort of got them i think for me they'll sort of challenge for the class but ultimately just fall a bit short i think um sort of going off my predictions i've got them to finish eighth um but give it sort of a good go and i think this season for them is about sort of steadying the ship. You know, as you said, Louis, if they can get a, a some longer scoring that'll stand them in good stead. But I think, yeah, ultimately they'll just miss out on the playoffs um, and fall sort of a little bit short um, towards the end of the season. Um, moving on then to my first team, I've got Millwall, um, a team over the last couple of years, obviously two seasons ago, were unexpectedly you know up at the top end of the table for the majority. Sort of the second half of the season, put that fantastic run together, and and you know got into the playoffs, and and ultimately fell short at the the semi final stage last year. Struggled quite a lot. I think there was a, a you know a, a coming back down to earth um, for for Millwall last season. Um, it'd be very hard to replicate the feats of the the previous year, having uh, you know moved on a few players as well. But I think for them this season, it's all about sort of consolidating that place in the league. I think they are going to be one of the teams again, um, along with teams such as as Reading, for example, that do find themselves sort of around and about the sort of the lower reaches of the table this season. Um, I think looking at their squad at the moment, um, they should just have um, sort of enough to stay in the division. Um, obviously, brought in decent players at this level like Alex Pearce and Frankie Fielding. Um, you know paid a bit of money for uh Varson as well from from reading sort of a, a team that'll be sort of challenging and around them um the only sort of issue for me is obviously last season they did struggle and and that sort of squad depth wasn't there um looking at the the players that they brought into players that they've they've sort of let go it's it's a lot of the the sort of same really in terms of of quality from sort of looking at them on on paper so be interesting to see how they go this season, but I do think that they'll struggle and find themselves down towards the, the bottom of the, uh, the table again.
1: I've got to agree, and the one of my teams uh, to be relegated again. I think, you know, you've mentioned that they're brought in a decent couple of players, but I think ultimately, you know, as the squad as a whole just, just lacks that quality, and I think they're slowly on a downward spiral. So, unfortunately, I've got them finishing the last relegated spot, which is 22nd.
2: I think I might surprise both of you because I've, I've I'm quite positive on Millwall. I I think that they the players they've moved out. I think it's good that they they finally got rid of Steve Morrison. Um, I think that it, it it's good that they've moved on the type likes of Tunnicliffe, Cliff, um, McLaughlin. I think there's a there's a fresh feeling about this squad now, uh, which I quite like. Um, and I think obviously Neil Harris has done a a very good job in the last couple of seasons, sort of overperformed, and I can see that continuing. I think they've brought in some, some excite- good players. I think Mahoney's a really exciting player who I think is going to do really well at Millwall. I think Bud Varson, when he's given games and he's fit, scores goals quite regularly in this division. I think he can be a regular goal threat and, and take up the, the mantle where Morrison and Gregory have left off. I think um, I think Malumbi from uh from Brighton could be a decent signing. Obviously, fielding safe pair of hands in goal. And Matt Smith can add a, add a few goals. And he's very much a like-for-like a like Morrison replacement, but I think he'll score more goals. So I'm actually quite positive. Um, And looking at the rest of the squad, obviously, I, I, I think that in midfield, they, they've they got some really good players. I think Ben Thompson, there's more to come from him. I really like him as a player. Uh, Jed Wallace as well, Uh, 25 now. I think he's, he can really push on. Um, So yeah, I'm quite positive on them. I think that I've got them as high as 13th, which might sound stupid now, but I think they, they're going to be, Going to have a very good season, um, so yeah, I'm quite confident on Millwall.
0: Yeah, and obviously now um, back to you for this one, Jake. Nottingham Forest, a team that sort of fell below expectations last season. How do you see them getting on this season, and uh, sort of in terms of ingoings and outgoings for them?
2: Yeah, uh, Forest, uh, a club that are looking to get back to the Premier League at the you know the first opportunity, um, have those links to to those high rated agents. Such as, as Mendes, similar to Wolves, but maybe not on as high of a level. Um just looking at the squad, there's obviously a lot of talent there. But the, the main news with, with Forrest this year is that the manager change. I think on this podcast we weren't very high on uh we weren't very high on Martin O'Neill. We thought that he was a poor appointment at the time, and, and it's not a surprise that he's been sort of driven out of the club and they've brought in Lamucci who we discussed a few weeks ago, me and Louis, and we, you know, we think he's obviously a could be anything. He could come in and, and and do really well. I think he's going to be a little bit more tactical, a little bit more modern for Forrest, which I think would suit the the players they have. But there's still a lot of unknowns about him, Um so it's difficult to judge. um Looking at the, the the players they've brought in, obviously they've they've brought in some some championship experience, which which is a little bit of a surprise in in Amiobi and Adoma. Adoma is obviously a player that likes to win promotion from this league done so of middlesbrough and villa now so um he's obviously going to bring up a little bit of experience there i think satami amiobi is okay i don't think he's he's ever really a tough six player but he's a, he's an okay championship player he's scored a few goals for Bolton in in, in difficult circumstances so he can offer something uh, probably more of a bench and rotational player but i think he's a he's an okay addition on a free transfer got the likes of 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 Alfa Samedo coming in from Benfica. I think is quite a, an exciting signing. I think he's going to, could be very good. Um, got Ribeiro and, and Silva as well coming from Portugal. I don't know too much about, so it'd be interesting to see how they do. Um, players going out. Um, Henderson's gone off to, to Forest. Uh, no, sorry, to Crystal Palace. So uh, again, he's an experienced player going out. Yeah. Ben Osborne's left to Sheffield United. So, yeah, I think he he was a good championship player on his day, and I think he's going to be a bit of a loss. So it'd be interesting to see if they bring anybody to replace him, um, but uh, and another signing they have made is Murich from City, who obviously played quite a lot in the champion um, in the League Cup and last season. So again, I'm not sure quite how good he is, but coming from City, obviously he comes with pedigree. But yeah, I think I think looking down their squad, they've got a lot of good players. I think we want to see more from Cavallio this season. Um, because he, you know, he was tipped to be, you know, really highly rated. and We didn't see a lot from him. Obviously, Matty Cash is is, is coming through still. Only twenty one. Brian Yates is only twenty one. You know, they've got a lot of young players that are still developing, and they've kept hold of Joe Lolly, which I think is is important. So, I think they're going to be up and around the playoffs. Um, I've got them. I've I've I've, I've got them down at 14th purely because of just of how things have been for Forest, over so the last few years, have always tailed off. But I think they're going to be up in the top half for, for most of the season, but I think they'll tail off at the end, and I've got them down in 14th. But, you know, it, it could go any way for them. They've got a lot of talent in that squad, and if it does click and Limucci take takes to English football, they, they could be right up there competing for a playoff spot.
1: You've kind of took the words out of my mouth there, Jake, because I'm going to repeat what you said in terms of them falling off... Uh their playoff push i think that you know they're capable of finishing fifth or sixth with the players have brought in you know i know there's question marks over the manager but i think you know he is not a bad appointment like you say very tactical and and if they adapt you know even the likes of sammy obi i think he could have a really good season in, in a in a better side i just think over the course of a 46 game season I think, you know, they they might be thereabouts at Christmas, uh, but I've just got a feeling that they'll drop off as well. So I've got them finishing lower than last season, actually. Uh, I mean, I've got them down for bang on halfway in 12th 12th position.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you two, and I've got them to finish 10th, so a little bit higher than you two. But I, I sort of echo the sentiments that you said there. I think their managerial appointment is going to go one or two ways. You know, Quite a lot of the time, you know, these managers are brought in that we don't know a lot about, and they do struggle. Uh, it's one of the hardest sort of leagues to sort of adapt to on the job without sort of much experience. But obviously, everyone's got to start somewhere in this division. I think the key for them, obviously, as you said, Jake, keeping hold of, uh, of players like Joe Lolly and Cash um, have been good for them. Sort of over the the summer, I think, really for Forest, it's about you know how they kick on. They've had a lot of managerial sort of change over the last few years trying to find that right formula and hopefully for them this season they've managed to get that but you know as, as you guys touched on the other week I, it's going to be sort of a, a difficult one to judge until we see sort of how uh, how Lumichie goes in his first few games so confident that they'll sort of be up and around the top half of the table as they normally are but I think you know ultimately as we've seen over the last few seasons they'll just fall a little bit short come the, the crunch end of the season. Which moves me on to Preston, you know. After talking about Forest, the team that you know obviously support them, and it drives me crazy at times. And I think this season for us will be sort of in and around where I sit, Forest to finish sort of that tenth, like eleventh spot. Um, I've got us down on our predictions as eleventh, you know, with the place that we've finished in there uh, two of the last three seasons. Um, and I think it'll be more of the same again. We uh, sort of the main outgoing for us this summer, apart from getting rid of a few players that had been out on loan, has been the the sale of Callum Robinson, which, you know, I wish him all the best at Sheffield United. Didn't sort of try to force for a move at all. You know, was a, a professional all the way to the end with us. And he's, he's a player that has been with us for a while now. Came from Aston Villa, did have a, a loan spell at Bristol city, but you know, every time he's played for us, has been absolutely fantastic. Does a lot of work off the pitch as well. And, um sort of community wise and a player that I'm sad to see go. I think he'll do really well at Sheffield United in the premier league. Um, I think he scored three goals in two preseason games for them so far, which you know shows he's slotted right into that side. And wish him all the best in the Premier League. The main sort of thing that I worry about for us is, is the lack of incomings. Really, at the moment, we uh, we started off the the transfer window sort of really well, bringing in Patrick Bauer from Charlton, who in the few preseason games I've seen him so far has looked really good at the back. You know, some much needed sort of mobility and height in that back line that we didn't have last season. Obviously Paul Huntington has turned that corner now where his age looks to have caught up with him um, and then coupled that with Ben Davis and Jordan Story who were fantastic at times last season. Just that little bit of an experience cost us ultimately. So I think Bauer complements that defence now that we've got you know to a T. Slotted in, as I said, in pre-season and looked really good. And the only other in really is one, to, a piece of fans, I'd say, really, bringing in David Nugent on a free transfer from Derby County. You know, not a player uh, that he once was. If we could have got him when he used to play for us or, or the player that Leicester had a few seasons ago, you know, I'd be a lot more happy. Um, legend around the club, though, and, and one that's got all the fans sort of, you know, excited to see him pull on the shirt again um i think what he will offer for us is is you know experience on the training ground working with the likes of sean Maguire and jane and stockley who have looked good in patches but not found that consistency of scoring goals and i think having nugent around will really be key and hoping to develop one of them into you know a, a 10 to 15 goal a season striker because they've certainly got the quality between them it's just as i said about that consistency so I think this season, you know, unless over the last sort of week or so of the transfer window, we pull a rabbit out of the hat and, and, you know, sign a few players. Uh, we were bizarrely linked with Scott Sinclair the other day, which I can't see happening at all, um, especially meaning it'd break our record transfer fee if we were to sign him. Um, I think it'll be more of the same this season, you know, mid-table, consolidate. Consolidating our place, and it's just a case really for us now of, of where sort of the owners and the powers that be sort of want to take us in in sort of in terms of challenging for the top sort of end of the playoffs. So I've been happy being a mid-table team, um, but how do you guys sort of uh, see Preston getting on this season?
1: I've got exactly the same uh, league prediction as you. I've got them as 11th. Uh, I think you know Preston; they're going to be one of them teams again who, who can beat anybody on the day. You know. You know, they could have a, a really good run of form and, you know, be top of the form table one month. and But then, you know, nearing the bottom again, maybe another one. And and again, like I say, over the long, hard, grueling season, I think that they'll just roughly finish about halfway again. Um, but, you know, the manager's doing a, a great job there. They just, like I've always said, probably need to spend a lot more money. And I know it's difficult, a team and with the infrastructure like Preston and I have a good example of that, but yeah, yeah, uh, bang on 11 for me, like like you said, James.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: I've gone a little bit higher on Preston than you two as well. It seems that I'm bucking that trend and been a lot more optimistic on teams that you two are not. So that's probably going to go against me later. Other teams, but um, yeah, I think they're going to be up in eighth. I think they're going to be right in the playoff hunt. I, I just think Alex Neil is, is a very, very good coach at this level. Uh, now 38 years old, he's obviously been managing for a while and got a lot of experience, although he's still relatively young. he's He's got that experience, and, he, and he, he, it seems to fit him at Preston. I think it's quite a good fit. Um, the expectations aren't too high, and I think that 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 benefits him and allows him to overachieve. Um, I quite like this the signing of Bauer I think he's a really, really good addition uh to the defence. Um obviously if he plays alongside Ben Davis, I think that's quite a good defensive partnership if they decide to go that way. Uh um because I think he's one of the, the better young players in, in the division. Um yeah I just I just quite like the squad still. Uh, I, I think they'd probably go and sign another player. Before the, the transfer window closes, uh, and I quite like the business you did in January, James. Although there hasn't been too many additions this summer, if you go back to January and, and you look at Stockley and Potts coming in, I think those two were, were two good additions. And with that six months of, or you know, a few months of championship experience that they got, they're going to be a lot better for it this season. Whereas if they'd have come in now, they would have had that adjustment period. So I think it's quite clever of Preston to bring them in then. Um, yeah, I, I think you'll still be relatively decent and where you were last year, pushing for those playoffs and and ultimately missing out again. But, you you
1: know, you'll be well in the hunt for most of the season. Yeah, that takes me on to QPR. Um, Funny team, aren't they, QPR, this last few seasons? I, I predicted actually last season that they'd get relegated and they managed to finish 19th. They've technically got a brand new squad this season in many ways. They've had so many players leave. Uh, the main one being Luke Freeman, who's gone to Sheffield United for about £5 million. Uh Furlong went to West Brom for one and a half. Uh, many, many more players have left, whether that's on free transfers or released. Um, but they've also made a lot of incomings as well, uh, which, you know, Luke Amos has come in from Tottenham on loan, uh, Matt Smith from Man City, the butt in Liam Kelly from Livingston. But my, my issue here is, you know, even the likes of Lee Wallace from Rangers, is that, you know, a lot of the players that have left I don't see them improving the team any more than what they did last season. Um, I think they've got a decent manager in Mark Warburton, you know I, I, I expect him to do a steady job, I just think that, you know the lack of quality, again, The, the one of them teams that I can't not put any higher than, than, you know in the top half of the table, so again I've, I've got them having a a replica season like like they did last and that's for them to finish 19th again um i just can't see them finishing any higher than that uh, but i hope they prove me wrong
0: yeah i'm a little bit more optimistic for qpr than you were uh, this season and that's mainly due to the fact of, of the transfers over the last few days and quite annoyingly uh sort of a few of my, my preston friends were uh having a conversation the other night about where we thought Preston needed to strengthen and two of the names that we uh, were sort of backing as, as realistic signings who could come in and improve QPR have gone and signed. So um, they've brought in um, Todd Kane, um, right back who was at Chelsea, who we did have on loan a few seasons ago, I think would have uh, sort of, well, will be a good addition for them. Um, Mark Pugh as well from Bournemouth, you know, a winger knows this division sort of inside out. And I think he'll be a, a good addition for them. Very good at this level. Um, the only sort of slight question mark on him is, is obviously his age now. Uh, and then I think it was either earlier today as we're recording this or yesterday they brought in Jude, uh, Jordan Hugill, uh, ex-Preston man, on a uh, a season one loan from from West Ham. So if they can get him playing like he did, um, sort of when he was at Preston, obviously didn't really get much of a look in at. At West Ham and and struggled a little bit although he did come good towards the end of his loan spell at at Middlesbrough last season you know they'd have a real sort of player on their hands I think as you said Louie though it's uh, the thing with QPR always seems to be the they have this little bit of optimism and and then it, it just sort of turns a little bit sour from what I've seen sort of from the outside at QPR and they do tend to to struggle a little bit but I think this season with those additions and you know there's still you know a bit of money to spend I'd imagine with that money that they got from Freeman and and, and Furlong which they'd hopefully look to replace them um I can see them finishing uh, a little bit higher I've got them down as 15th um on my predictions I think they'll be comfortably safe and for them this will be the season where they sort of start to rebuild and you know over the next couple of years if they keep it right off field which has always been the, the major question mark with QPR I think they can uh Establish themselves as one of the better teams in the division again and, and look to, to get back towards the Premier League.
2: Yeah, I think I, I agree more with James on this one. I think I've got them at 15th. Um, would have them potentially higher, but just the amount of, of transfers in and out makes me doubt them a little bit just because of the time that might take. But yeah, I think losing Freeman and Furlong uh, was a bit of a blow. Cousins as well, uh, even Bidwell, you know, a few decent players that they've they've shipped out. But if you look at their incomings, I think we will agree on Kane. I think he's a really, really good addition. Did quite well at Hull last season. So yeah, I think he's a good addition. Um, I think Dominic Ball from Rotherham, he's a decent signing. who who did pretty well last year at Rotherham and, and I think he's going to come in and add some to that defence. Mark Pugh from Bournemouth is a little bit of a coup, really. I think most Championship clubs should have been looking at him. He's 32, very experienced, One promotion from this league before. Um, and has obviously done... Did okay in the Premier League when he was given a chance, although that. that wasn't really last season. Um, Yoan know, Barbe as well for from, from Brentford, a very good centre back in this division. I think that's surprising they've really picked him up. I thought, uh, yeah, I think he's he's a really good addition. Cameron coming back as well from Stoke adds that experience. And obviously Hugh Gil, uh the diamond out of all of those. He's the player that that is it, quite surprising that they've managed to get him. But yeah, I think he's going to come in and score a few goals. Um, a few more additions as well that I'm, I'm not too certain on, on how much they'll offer. Uh, you know, Luke Amos is, is obviously talented um, and, and the guy from Brighton, Mlakar, uh it comes in as well to add a little bit more depth to, to the striking positions. But yeah, I think they've done some really, really good business. There's a lot of it, which, which makes me doubt that they'll be able to get off to a good start. But sometimes things do click and I think they've they've got some real quality there. So I think that, yeah, they'll be definitely one of those teams that could, could compete for the players. That I'm a little bit reserved on them at the at the moment down in 15 but definitely a team that could be a lot higher if it all clicks
0: yeah um that takes us next on to uh to your next team um uh, jake uh, reading you know a team that has struggled in in recent years in this division how do you see them going this season do you think it'll be more of the same or do you think this is the year where they finally turn the page and, and get back to sort of challenging for the playoffs like they did uh, a few seasons ago
2: yes it's a difficult one with reading um, I look at their squad as a whole, and I think there's some talent in there, definitely. Um, but there's also some weak spots. I, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a little bit more confident than I, I was in last year. I think the the manager showed that he can manage at this level. Uh, I think the the fans really like him, and and he's trying to to make them play a little bit better. I've got them down. I still got them down down in about seventieth position, just because I'm I'm uncertain. But they're definitely a team that could kick on and, and do really well um, if it all does click. I think looking at their signings, bringing in Charlie Adam, I'm not don't think that's a great addition really. Uh, I wouldn't really want to see him play too many games for for my team in the championship. So I think they're just hoping that he can offer something, uh, a little bit of experience, a little bit of quality from his set pieces, and, and you know can can help manage games but, you know, I think that's really what he's been in for but I'm not sure how often he, he will play um, I think Myazga getting him back from Chelsea was, it was a massive coup I thought bigger clubs would have been in for him but alongside um, Liam Moore at the, in defence they so could have a really really good partnership and, and it could be that their defence is, is one of the best in the bottom half of, of the league um, obviously got Sonia Luco back I'm not sure if he'll play much of a much of a role this season um, but he's obviously got talent. Um, and they've who else have they got? They've they've brought in Joel Virginia on loan from Everton. Don't know a lot about him. Obviously young at nineteen years old. So. Could be a a good a good addition, or it might not be that the, the jury's out on him. I think they probably need a better goalie, really. But it seems that like they're going to go in with the 19 year old so That'll be interesting. But yeah, I think they've got quality. I think in in Rinomata as well, the centre midfielder, he's he shown himself to be one of the better young prospects in the league. I think it's it's good that they've kept him. Um, and, uh, the the play I'm really excited about from Reading is is Noc, uh, Novakovic coming back from loan. he has been on loan. Uh, that Fortuna Sitard last season in, in the Bundesliga and got quite a lot of goals over there. So him coming back, he could be a, a player that adds a lot to his Reading team and I know he's been playing a lot in pre-season. So yeah, I think he's a, he's a good addition. So I think with Reading, again, it, they're just a team I, I'm rated lowly, low in the positions purely because there's a lot of unknowns, but I think they've got some talent there and, and a, a good manager. It could really go any way, but I'm just, I'd am just, i like to see them bring in a couple more players established players of quality before i get too excited on them but i think they, they've they done some good business and they'll probably be a lot better than they were last season and they shouldn't really have too many problems with relegation they should stay relatively clear of that
1: yeah reading for me uh, a funny side to predict because in the next three years i can see them either going up via the playoffs or, or getting relegated um and they've hovered over the relegation zone for the last few seasons and i think you know like you said Jake they they picked up towards the end of last season you know managed to stay up uh, for that reason i think they'll have a slightly better season um, and i've predicted that they're going to finish 17th for so 17th exactly uh, but their long term future I'm, I'm really not sure uh, but like i say that you've mentioned all the players that have, have gone in and out roughly Jake so i'm not going to dwell on that but I, they're one of the teams that you know they could be halfway for most of the season and then and then and drop off slightly and and they won't be I won't be surprised if it, if, if they manage to sack the manager halfway through the season again also but I think yeah they've got enough quality to um, to definitely stay up um, but beyond that Reading yeah there's just question marks over the club <laughs> in the long term future but we'll uh, we'll certainly see over the next course of the twelve months.
0: Yeah, I agree with you two. Really, I think Reading, uh, you know, struggled in recent years. I think you know the the long term sort of future in the division for them is is always sort of one that's up in the air. Uh, speaking to Simeon, who you know obviously appears on the show from time to time, you know they they do struggle sort of off the pitch. I think you know as you touched on though, Jake, the the sort of incomings this year, um, you know, could be could be good for them. Obviously, getting Mousco in and um, getting Charlie Adam in. A, player that obviously why you said you wouldn't want him playing too many games does offer a lot of experience in in this division um i think for me the key with reading if you look at you know the the players that they've got rid of this summer um obviously this leaves the squad a little bit sort of lacking um in numbers um obviously we'll need to bring in a couple more players and you know last season bob varson was the one who really sort of got those those goals that, that ultimately kept them in the division so obviously with him moving on to Millwall as we touched on earlier it'll be key for them if they are to stay up of, of finding another player who can chip in with those sort of important goals um you know looking at them at the moment um sort of their squad on paper I don't see them having that so I think for them you know to have a, a better season than last the the real key for them is in this sort of final period of the transfer window and, and making sure they get that right and, and, you know, seeing what they, they can and can't do. But yeah, I think for them in terms of a staying up, the goal scorers is needed. Um, if they get that, I think they'll finish a little bit higher than last season. That I've got them finishing uh, in 18th place.
1: So I'm guessing that takes me on to the club that I support, which is Sheffield Wednesday. Um, even being a Wednesday fan, it's so difficult to predict their season with, without a manager at the moment. Whether whether Lee Bullen gets the job, he probably won't. You know, there's been so many names floating around. It's it's changed from day to day, um, and obviously the off-field saga with Steve Bruce, which disrupted our pre-season. I don't know whether that's going to turn out to be a good or bad thing. So yes, there's definitely you know a lot of questions to be answered and, and question marks across the squad manager and, and many aspects of the club at the minute. The good thing is at the end of the last season, you know, we we had lots of players on on quite high wages and we've managed to release a lot of them. And we've brought in three decent signings, which is uh, Moses Odobejo from Brentford, uh, Kadim Harris from Cardiff, uh, Julian Borner from Armenia Bielefeld in Germany Um so I'm quite happy with those signings, but again, you know, they've all got to click. If we were to bring in a new manager, I don't know, obviously formations, tactics, we're going to play. Uh, but having said that, I've got to remain positive because we all know that Wednesday I've got some decent players, you know, Adam Reach, Barry Bannon, Kieran Westwood in goal. We've got <laughs> too many strikers, uh, but the majority of them are capable of scoring goals as well. And, um, So I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say that Wednesday are going to come eighth. I think they can slightly improve on on next season, whatever happens, whether like say Lee Bullen's in charge or or somebody different to that. I think, you know, all in all, they should be okay. And if they can, you know, do pretty well and they've got decent home form, then I'm not going to say that they're going to be in touching distance of the playoffs quite just yet without knowing who the manager is going to be. But like i say i'd i'd like to think we can improve on on next season so yes i'll i'll stick with 8 for my prediction
0: yeah i think um you'll be there or thereabouts again this year i think you know obviously for you the the big blow was, was losing steve bruce um obviously jake Penn and at newcastle fun as well be interesting to get your thoughts sort of afterwards on on that whole situation um not really spoke to you both since then um I think, yeah, looking at you, um, Louis, you know, a team that in recent years, I've always sort of thought of you as a team that should be higher up than you were, especially last season, obviously. You put that run together towards the end of the season and, uh, and you know, sort of had a, a strong end to the season. I think if that run had come even a few weeks before, you would have, uh, you know, finished in and around the playoffs. So, I think, you know, in terms of who you've moved on this summer, you've you've got sort of obviously Gary Hooper released. That's a lot of the wage bill. Um, you know, looking at you sort of at the moment, um, I think, yeah, a couple more additions may be needed. But I think, you know, there's no reason why you can't challenge for the playoffs as you sort of proved that that squad was capable of towards the end of last season. Um yeah i think looking at you on paper i think at the moment uh you're one or two players are a little short but if you uh if you get those in i've actually got you to finish sixth this season so i think you'll have a, a good go at the playoffs um and yeah i think that's all dependent on whether you can just bring in uh one or two more players but a lot of talent already in that squad you know you touch on players like reach who i know very well from his time at preston and you know on his day he has his own goal of the season competition um so keeping the likes of him, Barry Bannon, fit, um, obviously missed a few games for you last season, um, is key for you, and and yeah, there's no reason why you can't have a, a better season than last.
2: I'm I'm a, a a lot more negative on on Wednesday. I'm sorry to say, Louis, I've, I've got them down in 18th in my predictions, um, purely because of the manager stuff. Which, as a Newcastle fan, I can only apologise about. Um, if you want my thoughts on that? There, there's plenty of it across across previous shows, but on both this. Sh- on both the Championship and the Premier League shows. So you can go check those ones out. But yeah, there's yeah, obviously a lot of talent. Um, I quite like the signing of Karras and, and Eno Obviously, I'm not too certain on, on, on Bournier, but he, he's obviously very highly rated and, and comes in from the German lower leagues. And a lot of players have done that jump in the last few years. So he, he could come in and, and improve that back line. But yeah, it's, it's the manager stuff. I think for that to happen in pre-season, um, it's just such a blow especially as these players that are coming in will probably Bruce signings. it It, it is difficult um, for any manager to to take over now and get them ready in the way that they want to play. That's probably why Hewton, uh, who is reported to turn it down, has probably done that, not because of the size of the club or, or the squad, it's just how difficult it would be to take over at this point. Um, something that Bruce is probably experiencing at Newcastle, but yeah, I just... I just think there's teams that are better prepared with a manager that are set for the season and in this league, you know, there's there's that top four or five clubs, but then for, from fifth down to, to 19th, any of them can finish anywhere. And purely because of the preparation, I've just got Wednesday down in eighteen. If they go and appoint Jukanovic, uh I'd probably change my mind. But with the unknowns and, and just how I can see the other clubs are lining up, I j- I've just got Wednesday down down in in. In a team, so yeah, it, it could go any way. For I think they're the hardest club to predict at the moment. So I've just gone on the negative side, but it, it could, you know, it could they could finish as high as sixth. As James has said, it all depends on that manager.
0: Yeah. So with that, that takes me to uh, another team that struggled last season, and and one that you know should be up and around the top sort of reaches of the championship table, and that's Stoke obviously first of all best wishes to, to Ryan Shawcross as well after that injury yesterday um you know awful to see and I think he will be a real loss for them this season um you know club captain vast uh sort of level of experience at this league and, and Premier League as well and you know that suddenly changes their transfer activity in the last week or so um you know the the Signs that they've brought in so far, you know, the likes of Tommy Smith from Huddersfield, um, getting Nick Powell in from Wigan, um, and, you know, sort of other bodies like Cousins and Davis as well has really sort of bolstered that squad. The the sort of thing for me with, with Stoke is you look at the the incomings and then you look at the outgoings and it's not really sort of improvement, really, in, in any sort of uh, sort of department. Um, you know, the, the players that were released, you know, Peters uh, went to Burnley Adam uh, has gone to Reading and Darren Fletcher released as, as sort of a few of them it's a hell of a lot off the weight budget I think for them now it is about you know bringing in these these younger players who will sort of uh, you know hit the ground running for them a lot of championship experience in, in the players that they've signed so I think they will have a better season than last season I think looking at their squad at the moment they are just a little bit short still Um I think they'll be a lot closer to the playoffs though than they were last year Um Sort of looking at my predictions, I've got them finishing a little bit higher than Preston in ninth. Um, you know, they'll give it a good go, but I think ultimately that sort of squad that they've got, I don't feel at this moment in time could change, obviously, in the, the last week I said so, the transfer window. Uh, I just don't feel that that is a squad that will, you know, put together a, a serious playoff uh, and, and potentially promotion push.
1: I've... Think that Stoke City this season are going to be one of the teams to watch out for? If I'm honest, I think that they've had their season where they've underachieved. Uh, they need a time to adapt to the division. Obviously, Gary Rowett Warr- got sacked. They've still got, a, you know, a few core Premier League players that came down with them. Um, so there is some talented individuals. I think the signing of Nick Powell at this level from Wigan uh, on a free was was a fantastic coup for them. And I really think that they're going to go from strength to strength under Nathan Jones is shown what he's capable on in league one. I know. Yes, it's a completely different division, but with a, a team like Stoke, who should be in the, in the top half and, and fighting for even automatic promotion, really. Um I can't see why he should have a bad season. Uh, and for that reason, all in all, yes, like you said, James, they might not have improved the squad squad dramatically. Uh, but under the manager, young manager who's who's you know got a lot to prove, I've got them down as fifth. I think that they'll finish in the playoff season and, and like I say improve, you know, b- b- way beyond what they did last season. So uh, yeah, a playoff finish for me for Stoke City.
2: Yeah, I agree with Louis. I've got I've got um, Stoke up in fifth position. I think they'll get in the playoffs. Um, I like some of the business they've done. I think that. I agree on, on Nathan Jones. I think he's very talented. Um, I think that he's going to be stronger for the experience he had last season. It obviously didn't click for him, but I think that they're, they're a very, very good team. Um, and, and, and you know, looking at the squad, just so talented, and he, he's obviously such a good coach that I just think it's difficult to see it going wrong. We've obviously got Gregory coming in, who we know can score goals in this division. Powell was very talented, probably one of the most talented players on, on his day, which we know are few and far between, but if you can get him playing as well as he can, he, he can be a real force this season, I think Cousins is a decent signing, Smith from Huddersfield, a very very good signing, Stephen Ward is solid um, keeping hold of Butland for now, which would which be huge if they managed to do that, he's obviously you know, a Premier League goalkeeper, so if they manage to keep him, that that's huge So I, I, I like the business they've done, obviously still got Joe Allen, Ryan Woods Klukas, Tom Ince, a Afobi Vokes, it's it's such a good squad. I think that yeah, they've got to be up in the top six this season. Um, hopefully Jones can deliver that because I I really like him as a coach and would like to see him do well. So yeah, I've got them up in the playoffs, which now obviously takes us on to Swansea, which is, which is another one of on my teams. So we'll look at look at what they've done this summer. I think obviously the standout bit of business was the sale of Daniel James, uh, for fifty million, which is a really really good fee. Um. They obviously would have been disappointed to lose him, where he'd come through the academy and he'd done so well last season. But they couldn't really turn that down because we know that they've they've had financial problems. Um, also managed to get Ayu, um, Jordan Ayu, that is Leroy Fur and Narsing off the the wage bill, and Martin Olsen's gone on a free as well. Um, so yeah, they, they've shedded a lot a lot of wages off the wage bill, which I think was important. Still got a few more to go, um, on that 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 players that have come back from loan that they probably need to get rid of. Uh, Andre Ayew is one. Borja Baston and Jefferson Montero, they're, they're players that they need to move on as well. Um, but the in haven't been a lot. It's obviously that they're, they're trying to balance things out. They've, Jake Bidwell's come in. I think he's a, a solid addition. Uh, ben Wilmot is a really, really exciting loan signing for them from Watford. who he, had gone over to Udinese last season uh, and did okay in Syria. from what he did manage to get, um, what game time he did manage to get. So I think he's really exciting signing and fits into what they've been doing um, there's, there's some doubts over Steve Cooper um, the new manager who's taken over from, from Potter um, I, I've, I'm a little bit reserved on my t- prediction for them purely because of, of that that appointment I've got them in 16th um, if Potter had stayed I'd probably have them up in that top 6 I think it was going so well under him but he's moved on to Brighton Um so he yeah, there's talent in the squad like it um Selina I think is going to have a big season uh, I think Mackay is going to be a bit better this season uh, I think the key for, for Swansea over the, before the season starts over this next couple of weeks is to keep hold of Ollie McBurney. I think if he stays they've got a real chance of, of doing something this season and competing in that top half if he goes I think they'll be thinking of, of relegation, I think it, it's, he's that important for them right now he's obviously the, the jewel in this team and they need to keep him but yeah, they're a team that could finish a lot higher but uh, I'm just going to be reserved purely because of Cooper and, and um, what little we know about him. So I've got them down in, in lower, low at mid table, but I think that they they've got a lot of talented players, and so if he manages to pick off where Potter left off, they could be a, a really good team this season.
1: Yeah, the one of the teams that I find really difficult to predict, uh, a bit like Sheffield Wednesday. I think you know I've seen lots of predictions out there. People have got them in the top six. Other people have got them even in the bottom six, um, and I think it's it's literally that hard to predict Swansea's season, basically. On what you said, Jake, with Steve Cooper in charge. Yes, he's he's managed at, You know, in the England setup at under twenty one level, etc. Uh, under, under 17s Um but with you know with swansea city in in a tough tough division um i've got them finishing just below halfway which is is 14th um i can't see them doing any worse than that if i was to predict anything other than that i'd say that probably finish slightly higher but yeah i've got them 14th for this season
0: yeah i think uh, sort of to to echo the sentiments of you two, i think they'll be in and around mid table, I think looking at as you said, Jake, the sort of the key for Swansea is you know moving those players on who are still on sort of for most and purposes their Premier League wages. You know, obviously that money that's come in from the sale of Daniel James to Manchester United is going to be you know important for them in terms of, of rebuilding that squad and, and you know sort of reinvesting it accordingly. Um, you know, the players of, of Jake Bidwell coming in and loaning Ben Wilmot in um, you know, has has been good for them. Um obviously the players that they've released, you know, getting, you know, finally players like Wilfred Burnie and Leroy Fair off the wage bill. Um massive for them. I think their squad at the moment is still a little bit too inexperienced. Um obviously, you know, they do have some talented players in their squad, but I think, you know, they need to bring in a little bit of championship experience to to mix with that youth that they have and I think if they can do that they, they'll have a good season but you know where things stand at the moment I think they'll be sort of around about mid-table.
1: Okay and that takes me nicely on to West Brom I guess. Um I'm really excited about West Brom especially with Bilic in charge. He might be the bielsa this season let's say in the in the west brom team um you know new to the division but great experience elsewhere um they've done some great business as well i think you know bringing kenneth Zohar from cardiff yes he cost eight million pound uh, they've got sammy as from rotherham who had a great second half of last season who's shown he's capable the likes of furlong from qpr they've got Sawyers as well and then their outgoings they've, they've made Loads of money recently uh, in Solomon Rondon, £16 million they sold him. I, w- I was disappointed to see them lose Jay Rodriguez, but, you know, he's, he's gone to Burnley in the Premier League. Um, you know, Rogers has gone to Manchester City. I suppose he couldn't turn that one down. Craig Dawson, £5.5 million to Watford. So they've, they've recouped a, a lot of money. And I think in many ways they're still going to have a good squad. The The, the issue for me is is their Uh, strike force Um, and I think if they manage to bring in a couple of of additions over the next few weeks or so whether that's on loan or you know purchase a player with you know Dwight Gale not committing to West Brom or any team at minute whether he stays at Newcastle I don't know but it was great for them last season as we know a a 20 plus goal season striker uh, with Rodrigo as leaving as well that I've already mentioned but for some reason and I really don't know what it is I've, I've got this gut instinct for West Brom this season and it may come as a surprise to you both I'm not sure but I think they're going to improve on what they did last season and I've got them finishing second I really think that they're going to challenge for automatic promotion this season I think you know they'll be floating around the playoffs maybe till january february time but i think under billich and like i say one once they've had another transfer window in january then that you know they're capable of that push so for me uh, i'm interested to see what you guys predict but I'm, I'm having them in the top two which is second position
0: yeah i agree with you Um louis i think they'll uh you know have a very good season this year i think Bringing in, you know, another player or two for them will be will be key. But, you know, the, the business that they've done already, bringing in uh, J.E. Furlong, Sawyers, you know, as you mentioned, will do sort of very well for them. Players who, you know, know this division. Um, obviously bringing in Billich as well. The only sort of question mark I have with Billich is the fact that obviously he's been sort of a bit hit and miss in, in sort of club management. Obviously made his name in international management, but... You know, at this level, I think you can do really well um, with West Brom. I think, yeah, as you said, last season for them, you know, first season back in the Championship is always difficult, no matter who you are. Um, you only have to look at the likes or the the teams that have come down sort of over the last few years. And I think there's only really been, obviously, Newcastle, as, as you'd know, Jake, who really sort of took to it um sort of every every time they have come down. So I think last season will have taught Brom a lot about that squad and, and you know where they needed to improve, which obviously they have done so far, done quite a lot of their business um already by the looks of it. And I think yeah, um I've got them to finish second as well, louis Um I think for them, you know, playoffs is an absolute minimum this season. Um but I do think, uh, along with, with Fulham, um, who we touched on in, in the previous episodes, um, you know, they'll be the two teams that I fancy as, as the top two. Um, obviously, no one would have predicted uh, sort of the top two last season, although I did, as I'm going to keep going back to, predict Norwich to be a, a dark horse. Um, I don't think anyone would have predicted uh, Norwich and Sheffield United. So it's all well and good saying it on paper. Now it's whether they deliver on the uh, on the pitch. But I do think with that quality of squad that West Brom have, they definitely will be up there, and I'd fully expect them to, to be in the top two come the the business end of the season.
2: Yeah, I'm the same as you. Two. I've got them in the top two, got them in second. I think that village is is a very high profile appointment, and although he, he had his problems at West Ham with with the defence and, and some of his tactical. Uh, Short shortcomings I think in the championship they won't be as obvious uh, and obviously he's obviously got a lot of talent Um I think Soy is a very 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 good addition um, surprised Brentford let him go for that, that fee I think Kravinovic coming in from, from Benfica on loan is a, a potentially really exciting signing he's, he's very highly rated not had as much first team football as he'd like but I think he's a player that could really excite fans in the championship this season um Quite like a Jai coming in from from Rotherham, who was one of my one of the more fun players to watch last season, uh, with some of some of his goal returns. Um, and Zahor, I think, didn't get a fair chance of Cardiff in the Premier League, really. Uh, and I think he's going to really, really take this opportunity to to have another go in English football with a new club. He's done well in the Championship in the past. Um, I think sometimes the, the way Cardiff set up sort of stunted him. Um, sort of limited chances he got so i think you, you'll really enjoy playing in a village team which i'm sure will be free flowing there'll be a lot of chances being created so i agree with Louis, i think they need another another one at, at least one striker addition just to add a little bit of depth up there but i think he's he's going to score some goals this year um well one thing i will say about west brom and why i'm tipping them for second is I, I think there will be some premier league players come available um towards the end of the window they always do they they stick around and then when when the Premier League club sign players that they're they're open to go out on loan and, and, and sales to the championship and I think West Brom are one of those teams that can pick up the higher rated Premier League players So if a Dwight Gale does become available they'll be the ones that will be able to, to pick him up so yeah I think I think they'll probably make a couple more additions and I think that they should be up at least in the playoffs but yeah I'm, I'm tipping them for a second
0: Yeah and to sort of round off this, this episode it, it takes us on to Wigan I think Wigan this uh, summer, especially with the sort of the transfer business that they've done already, will will struggle. You know, you look at the players that they've let go. Um, obviously, Nick Powell's gone to Stoke, and Matt maneman has gone as well. From when I saw Wigan last season, they looked to be two of their most influential players. I think the. Sort of major loss though for them this year, uh, unless obviously something dramatic happens and they get him back, which I can't see happening. Is is the loss of Reece James, who obviously has gone back to Chelsea. Um, I, you know he was the the sort of real standout for them last season. Obviously getting in that team of the the season in the championship, and you know trying to replace a player of that quality for for a team like Wigan, who were down at the foot of the table, is you know near impossible. Um, you know the players that they've, they've released compared to the players that they've brought in. I think they are in a weaker position this season than they were last season, and you know they still struggled around the bottom half of the table last season. So I think for Wigan this season, probably will be right in and around that relegation fight. Um, and I've got them to go down their second bottom uh, at the moment. Um, obviously that can change with with players coming in and going out over the last sort of week of the transfer window. But I think at the moment, you know, their squad is a lot. Sort of lack, uh, lacking than it was last season in terms of quality, and you know I just don't see how they're going to replace you know those those key men, um, you know the likes of Nick Powell and Rhys James.
1: I agree. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I've got them finishing 23rd as well. I really think that they've just, like you say, with with Powell and, and no Rhys James, the the, the quality is just not there. Um, hate to say it because you know Wigan are a nice little championship team who you know have done well over recent years but I can see them heading straight back down and yeah I think it's going to be a long hard tough season for Wigan and uh 23rd's my prediction
2: yeah I've got them down in in, in 20 seconds a little bit more optimistic um but yeah I think they're going to go down as well ultimately um they're still linked to a few players, so there could be some more players coming. And I know Jamal Lowe from Portsmouth is, is one they've been heavily linked to. So if they managed to bring him in, I think he'd be a, a good side and they might be able to add something up front that, that and perhaps replace McManaman in, in that respect. But yeah, I think Reese James is a big loss. And yeah, when you look down that squad, there's just not, not too much for you to get excited about. So yeah, I've, I've got them going down. And, and that will, yeah, they're the only sort of, club that were in the championship last season that i'm really really negative about even those that are predicted low um i still think there's hope for them but, but we can i can't see them any finishing anywhere other than than the bottom three
0: yeah and with that that sort of rounds off our sort of predictions for the season and also uh sort of recapping some of business as well um obviously next weekend sort of as we're recording this is the first round of fixtures so obviously we'll be back weekly from there on out throughout the season, um, you know, reviewing each games and and various topics as well as as sort of the week's progress. Um, Cheers for joining me today, though, guys. Um, If you want to let anyone know where they can find you on any social medias and any projects you're
1: involved in, now would be a good time. Yeah, I'm at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. I do a lot of football writing, a bit of blogging and uh, mainly Sheffield Wednesday statistics. So uh, just check that out.
2: Yeah, you can get me uh, at Jack Jack with two ends on Twitter. Uh, Obviously, post everything I do on there, and I'm heavily involved in the the Premier League show on this channel as well, so if you check that one out.
0: Yeah, and you can reach me on my Twitter, at underscore James Vickers, where I mainly tweet about Preston North End. Um, A few pieces coming out um, over the next week as well, from Tyler Stem, which is a Reading uh, website, um, sort of previewing Preston for season ahead so check those out when they come out uh, and more importantly you can reach us on our official page on twitter which is at championship pod and um, you know give us a follow i think we're over a thousand followers now is that right louis and
1: uh it is yeah hit a thousand today i believe
0: <laughs> awesome and uh yeah there's plenty of stuff to get involved in throughout the weeks as well uh, and each episode is our pinned tweet so give us a follow and you uh won't miss an episode uh, but cheers for joining me today guys and we'll see you next time